0: Testing, one, two. That's Three what you get row. for eating lunch, Josh.
1: It was delicious. what do I have? Eggs, hollandaise. Or no. Eggs Benedict, there we go, with hollandaise sauce. And French toast. Didn't gain 40 pounds by not eating.
0: And how do you look on that screen, Kim?
2: Oh, just peachy.
0: Oh, good. Lovely, I'm sure.
1: Peachy is how I would describe you, Kim. Soft, subtle. Your skin's peachy, keen, nice and slightly thinner, slightly
2: hairy. Oh, it's getting thinner. I can tell your skin.
0: Mm-hmm. Your skin. Are you at that age? You're... Oh God, it's starting to. Are you yeah. getting? Mm-hmm.
1: I've been seeing an ad for a lotion that gets rid of crepey skin, and I've never in my life heard the term crepey skin. Is that what you're getting, Kim? Don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have horribly dry skin. Oh. horribly dry skin.
0: Mm. I hate it. So she looks like a dinosaur, guys, and that's exactly how old she is too.
1: How perfect! Well, this time of year, Alex, we're selling her. I cannot do
2: what I want to do because I know the camera's on me now too. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you still can. We get our reaction. Exactly.
0: Oh, I'm number one. That's so nice of you, Kim. <laughs> I knew that you loved me. She gave
1: us half my- a piece sign. That was so nice To <laughs> <laughs> you, too. <laughs> I'll give you the whole one.
0: For everyone watching today on our YouTube channel, you're going to notice that it's Christmas here at the Mystery Ink studio. Yes. I love our little lights that are hanging around our face. I They're squealed so cute. when you sent these um, on oh the text. You were like, should I get these? I'm like, hell yeah, you should. How? I'm wondering now, like, how are we ever going to go back to normal? Well, they change colors, so we can just oh, turn it like an
1: orange green. We're, or a-
0: we're going to end up like Kim. At Kim's house, she has a Christmas tree up <laughs> year-round because she just can't deal without it.
1: Well, I'm I pleased because I wanted to put one of my house plants in here, but there's no mm-hmm. windows, so yeah, this is best of both
0: worlds. So, just to give you listening an earful of what we are seeing right now in our studio here, we have our boom mics, of course, and so attached to them to the poles, we have our Christmas lights. Our LEDs are so beautiful, and then around the stands, around our chairs. Are the Christmas lights that are wrapped around there. Josh? You did a wonderful job. Of oh, thank it. you. And then Josh also put us up a little Christmas tree. It's adorable. Oh my I gosh! Got and Mr. Ink colors. Yes, and it has little bulbs on it and a little Scooby Doo or is that Scrappy Doo? I That's can't Scooby. tell. Is it Scooby? It's so it's small. Just a small. It's so little cute.
1: Small keychain one. Yeah. Oh funeral. my gosh. I love the holidays. And little presents that are just so cute. Decoration, I told Kim just a minute ago. Yeah,
0: don't be decoration. opening. Don't be opening them, Kim. Dang it. You'll I get your edible <laughs> underwear
1: every year on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> just like the year before. The funny
2: yeah. part of it is is we're all decorated for Christmas, but this is actually gonna be our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. It comes yes. out Thanksgiving.
1: Right. Right. Listen, but. a month is not enough. To I know. take in all that the holidays have to offer. No, well, and but
2: you'll have those people that'll say, oh, no, it's not. You can't decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. They are Thanksgiving. killers of joy.
1: Bah- humbug. <laughs> yes.
0: I am just a Christmas person, though. It makes you I happy. I love it. Yes, and it does. It does. It makes me happy. But I'll tell you that, though, that I do have some pet peeves of Christmas. I cannot stand for the life of me. Tinsel. Oh, Oh my God. Trash it. Burn it. Our mother used to put it. You remember when mom and grandma? I don't know if it was mom or grandma. Who it was. Mom.
1: It was very popular in the 90s. Oh, my
0: gosh.
2: Back in
1: the last century. They
0: would cake it on our Christmas tree. It's
2: so pretty. Are you talking about the the individual pieces of silver? Yes. Yes. My grandmother, when I was a kid, my grandmother, she was the only one allowed to put the tinsel on the tree. And she would... Take it and do five strands, oh, no. make sure they were all nice and neat mm. and even, and then lay them over the branch.
1: I just, I would grab the whole pack and hold yeah. it over the whole tree. I have used it up until just a few years ago, but I can't. I have I a
0: small dog. I don't and know that I
1: ever used it. I start twitching. I hate when you have to pull the piece of tinsel out of your dog. Listen, <laughs> I feel small.
0: like if anyone has ever used tinsel in their life, in their household, If you go to their vacuum, you're going to find them. Still wrapped around that. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember vividly our childhood at our grandma's house having to always clean that crap up. That Kirby. It's always, yes, it's always around. And everywhere you'd find it, it's it's always in the cushions of the couch. Once you put it on a tree, too, that
1: tree's never going to not have tinsel on it. I didn't
2: even know they still made them like that.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, like you 98 cents buy, a box.
0: Yeah, like, oh, yeah. You get all of it. Cake it as much as you want it. Oh,
2: thanks. And
0: I remember the years that we would have the white Christmas trees, and they would cake that. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to did have I a spasm right now. Just oh, like <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I cannot do tinsel.
1: I'm very anal. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, especially about decorating <laughs> for Christmas. I love a good... Just give me traditional. Even the other day when I put the big tree up, I just started putting it up and I was filling it out. Mm-hmm. And every year at Grandma's, I would help her decorate the tree. And I just heard her behind me. It was like, see that hole? I can see straight through oh my it. Gosh, I started I tearing that's something up. that she would say,
0: too. <laughs> we were literally in our big studio. Had Christmas music on. Josh was putting the tree. A pine you know? candle. Yeah, we had a, we, I mean, it was Christmas. It was Christmas <laughs> at our studio. And all of a sudden, Josh just starts crying. He's like, Oh, I just thought of grandma. <laughs> know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, good Lord. Cause you know, I don't, I hate emotions.
2: Well, no, I d- didn't intend
1: to. I oh, just, I, I heard know. her voice. There's a hole in there. Don't leave that there. <laughs> right.
2: I think since you brought up my uh, tree up all year round, I kind of need to explain that.
0: Sure. Go ahead. So
2: back in 2020, when the whole pandemic thing started happening, of course, everybody was having such a hard time. And then that year for Christmas, I put my tree up a little bit early and I after that I was like, "Oh man, I feel so much better." It just brought a little bit of cheer back right. into your life sure. after being in trapped. Yeah. Trapped in your house for year, you know months and months. Yeah. So I thought, "Okay, I'm going to put it up." I put it up in about February, I'm like, "I'm not going to take it down." It helps me, it makes me feel better. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it up and I decorate it differently for every holiday, for Easter, for you know, fall, it's, I for love summer.
1: It. I wait for the pictures. Yeah. Like, ooh, what, oh,
0: yeah, what's she's Kim really good. I left it
2: up for two years. And then this last year, I took it down after Christmas, after last Christmas. And
0: it was a little depressing.
2: It was a little bit depressing. And I actually had people, Adam. Complain that I took it down. <laughs> Why'd you take it down? Yeah. yeah. Complain that I took it down. And my fall tree was probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. So, the beginning of August, I couldn't take it anymore. And I put it up so I could put my sunflowers it. and stuff on mm. it.
1: I see it as no different as people that have those huge fake ficuses and it's just a fake tree. You have decoration mm-hmm. in your house. If it, the biggest lesson I learned from the pandemic was besides people go crazy over toilet paper, is if it makes you happy, do it, unless he's married. But everything else, <laughs> just do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when we put up the lights and stuff in there, a few people that saw commented yeah. <laughs> Oh I hate like
0: I'm like why do you have to I'm humbug right? What's yeah. the
1: term? Uh, poop on my day or something? Yeah. Like that. Poop on my parade, <laughs> yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Just let me be happy. Unless they're married. So I now I'm kind lesson. of on the
2: fence on whether I'm gonna take it down again this year.
1: I would just
0: leave it up. Why not? I
2: really need a new one. The one that I have now is getting pretty wore down.
0: Well, we can get a new one and leave it up. The one in the office? I will say that my second pet peeve of the season is the whole debacle on when pumpkin spice goes out and the Christmas drinks at Starbucks come in.
1: I think it should stay because people eat pumpkin pie at Christmas.
0: Exactly. And they eat it at Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And they stop serving it on November 2nd that is a travesty yes that is when the chris oh don't even get me started that's when the christmas drinks this is a public service announcement (laughs) you've heard it first on mystery inc i am spreading the word Breaking. yes they stop serving pumpkin spice latte at starbucks they take it off the menu november 2nd that's when the christmas drinks come out right But pumpkin is—I mean, it's definitely. They should at least keep it through Thanksgiving. The first part of December,
2: and just to have both of them—have the Thanksgiving ones and the Christmas.
0: Christmas. Well, at least leave the pumpkin spice. Yeah, although I do love that sugar cookie latte. Come on, you're
2: such a pumpkin spice whore.
0: I heard no problem in that statement. <laughs> I, that's fine. I'm, I have no problem. I, I bought, will do a lot. I'm every other type left. of. Right. One I
2: actually is. found some sugar free pumpkin spice because I have to do the sugar free. Oh, I
0: tried it. Can't do it. I can't do sugar free creamer. Killing I don't me think softly. it's bad. Ooh. No,
2: it, it's not horrible, but it's not my favorite. I like the Irish cream the best.
0: Okay, Josh. So, I have a confession to make with our listeners. Uh-oh. Oh heavens! Every time, (laughs) oh heavens! Oh heavens! If it's
2: a confession, it can't be good. Dear heavenly
0: father, I feel like we're always just at church. See, I see it more as like Jesus. I watch a lot of British stuff, Mm. and that's like a oh heavens! Oh heavens! (laughs) Oh heavens! heavens. Okay, so this week we did a little side project. Kim and I did right, and and. These people came in, and they recorded some stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, your side hustle.
0: Yeah, this little side project. Well, Kim was the one that edited the project, correct?
2: Here we go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And in my defense in this whole thing, when I took the project on for us, I did not know the second part to this project, okay? (laughs) so i took the project i was like oh my gosh it sounds so simple it sounds so easy yeah of course like we'll help you guys with this project
1: no problemo
0: yeah so they come Uh record and it wasn't until they were here that i saw the scripts that there were two versions of the script and the second version was in spanish oh and i
1: thought which none of us speak
0: no well in fact i know i took three years of spanish in high school and i know one phrase Los Fiesta in my pantalones, oh, yes mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a party in my pants. That's it. That's what I remember for my three years of Spanish. Oh, no. meal. I don't <laughs> know what that means.
1: I believe it's oh my god! In Sp- I like the way it. Uh, here we are with God. <laughs> I is. love the Amen. way it sounds. Amen. I want to do some shock, and you'll hear a Spanish grandma or abuelita. Oh, perfect! Oh, so
0: if you are if you are in a Spanish Abuela. speaking country, and if Josh and I ever come there, and we need to do a a show, we are set.
1: Instead of saying Jesus, so, mio. Mio. yeah,
0: and I can get us around the country with my <laughs> phrase of "There's a party in my pants."
1: I know queso too. That one. We'll eat cheese oh, and yeah. have
0: pants and the, parties. And have pants and parties with, and with Jesus. Lord.
2: <laughs> now, can we take a second here? because cancel I didn't us. know anything about this project until uh, yeah. after the, it was all over and done right. with. And yours truly did not take one year of any type of foreign language in high school. <laughs> so I'm like, um.
0: Yeah, we have a Zoom call, Okay, <laughs> I was listening. And yeah. And I thought, how can I break this to her slightly? And so I thought maybe like what I would do is lie to her. You know how like sometimes you hear of like when you're in high school or something, you'll hear like people say like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. I'll like tell my parents that I'm dying and then I'll be like, just kidding, I'm pregnant. Yeah. I thought like doing something like that to Kim, like Kim, I'm dying. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but we have to edit Spanish. (laughs) You know? J.K., J.K., JK. yeah. She'd rather the first one. Yeah, and then she (laughs) would
2: go After that project, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: then she starts editing it. And I don't know if our listeners know this or if they've ever tried to edit audio, but if you don't speak the language— They don't
1: know what to
2: edit.
0: And it's hard to know, like, the space that you need to, like, have— Right. and then to make it difficult like the person had messed up sometimes so you don't know if they're messing right. up so like sometimes we'd have to like go to google translate and translate what, what they were trying that? to say and we're oh it was a whole hot mess so it took a long time and then at the very end i was like kim i need to tell you one more thing and she's like what? i'm gonna <laughs> and i was like we have to have this to them tomorrow and she's like
2: I'm well, going to be working all <laughs> night <long. laughs> All night
0: long. But in my defense, I worked on it a lot more time than you did. I put That's a true. lot more time
2: you in didn't. it than you did. But you didn't have me do the, the music either.
0: True. But she thought she finished it, and I started working Oof. on the Spanish part. This, the English part was easy. The Spanish part, though, I got to one part, and I was like, the very first sentence, actually, in the whole Spanish part, I was like, Kim, the whole first sentence in this whole project is missing. She's like, "Gosh, Daga, I told you I don't speak Spanish." <laughs> I was like, "There's a whole sentence and gone." And it's awful
2: because I thought I was doing really good, you know, because I was kind of, I was reading along with it, you know, and I'm like, "Okay, yep, I can see that." Uh, yeah, okay, I can that see that. And he's sense. like, "Oh, the oh, there's a whole paragraph missing," and I'm like, "What?" Well, he finds it two minutes later in the. In the recording and I'm like oh so that's why I was confused on where that <laughs> came yeah. from so yeah I don't know how I oh ended up gosh. with it there but oh
1: well bless them
0: I know <laughs> let's just, never a dull moment yeah
2: let's just not do anything in Spanish again
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Next time it'll be German. (laughs) But in my defense, I didn't know that it really had Spanish until we already talked about it.
2: And that's the only reason why you're alive and on this podcast today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad that I could grace our listeners and that that we have the two Waters brothers here today. But now if ever something happens to me, we all know that they're gonna the first person they'll look at is Kim. Great. Mm.
1: We already knew that though.
0: That's true. I had a fun conversation with our old friend Anna yesterday. Oh, yeah. And on the phone, she was like, you know, Shane, I think out of the three of you, I don't think you or Kim would ever go missing. It'd probably be Josh. And I was like, yeah, it'd probably be something to do with a man that he tries to meet on <laughs> I <away>. the site. <laughs> and I was like, but if it was Kim or I, they would probably lure us into a van by free pizza.
2: A donut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Because I was like, Y'all you know, what would curler? it take? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, probably a donut because pizza would be a little shady. But if it was like, hey, do you – maybe not even a donut. Maybe it would be like a – Guys want this Butterfinger. <laughs> a Butterfinger. <laughs> That's what
1: would no, get me in there. It I'm just goes back
2: to like the Like an Elphineer. It goes back to the don't take candy from strangers. That's what I always told kids. Don't All take it would take with me is strangers. a man
1: shoving a tube sock down his pants <laughs> and being like, this could be yours. <laughs> Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Till I get in there and I find it's false that it's a sock. Then it's (laughs) he's the one in trouble. (laughs) My ankle.
0: (laughs) Kim would still take the guy with the tube sock. (laughs) No, I wouldn't.
2: I don't need a man. I don't. She's how many times have I had to tell you? Batteries. Right. Exactly.
0: All right, Josh. Should I go first with my mystery today? Sure. Okay. mine
1: up. I'm unprepared. Oh, it's because we didn't talk very long. I know that never happens. Okay.
0: Before we start, I think that we should have a moment of silence because I wrote my mystery in my little notebook today to be a little different, and we need to all just have a little moment to hope and pray that I can read my own handwriting because it's really going to be. A crapshoot if Adios I can. <laughs> Adios, meal. I wonder how much of
2: this I'm going to be editing out. <laughs> I did before you get started. I got
1: us a pet ghost. I forgot I got it at Rena- at uh, the Renaissance fair. Oh it's
0: a gosh. little,
1: a little pet ghost, oh, a little ghost in a bottle. I saw it, so excited. Oh my gosh! It's my little pet now.
0: Well, it's going to be on our little. Right next to Josh when we record. How you know, cute. I snuck
1: one of my crystals in here too. <laughs> Goodness. I was like, oh, I'm just going, just a couple things.
0: Yeah, Josh now has so much stuff on his side of the desk that I noticed that the uh, mystery ink sign has moved over to my <laughs> side of the desk.
1: I like balance.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny.
1: All righty, we'll get to your yes, handwriting. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, Josh. So today, for my mystery topic, I'm going to talk about a writer and poet. And I know what you're thinking. Okay, Shane, why would that be your mystery topic? And I'm going to explain that to you in just a little bit. <laughs> I know. How exciting. So this... <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our life.
1: I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs>
0: I know you are. <laughs> Can barely stand it.
1: A poet, you say? Oh
0: yes. Josh's favorite type of person.
2: Yay!
0: Yay! That's what you swipe right to, isn't it? A writer, poet.
1: Well, they're the ones that are PhD. like PhD. Got to be careful with those artsy guys. They're the ones that are into like, I want to do some weird stuff with you. Mm. Mm.
2: Too old no, for no, that. No, no. oh, I'll hate myself that much.
0: Can't bend that way. <laughs> All right, Josh. So this person, this writer-poet, in their time, they wrote four million words between the years 1913 to 1937.
1: I've done that just in the past two years. Right.
0: Thank you, Grammarly. (laughs) And they also wrote seven books, a lot of poetry, short stories, and plays.
1: But are they good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. In fact...
0: (laughs) In fact, in 1917, five of their poems were listed among that year's best poetry.
1: Oh. Mm. Yeah.
0: They were good.
1: Pretty good. I'd clap for them, but I don't know yet if they're bad or not. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And even their very first novel that they wrote, the New York Times called it a feat of literary composition. Oh. Yeah. So really good. But... The question is, were they really a person? Oh. Because the person who did this was supposedly a spirit oh. speaking through another woman.
2: Dun, dun, dun. But
0: it gets crazier because all of this comes through... A Ouija board.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that's here lot. we go uh, with those Ouija boards. Yes, again. I
0: know. Now, Kim.
2: No, we're not f- having it. No, uh, uh-uh.
0: Uh-uh. I, Kim. I came. I found this story. I've got mine mm-hmm.
2: right because,
0: here. <laughs> because I think this. I found this story to try to talk him into letting us go to I her mean, house. We for can have a sleepover. a sleepover
2: anytime you want to. I'm okay with y'all coming to my house, but you better not bring the <laughs> Ouija board. We can do it at my <laughs> she house. She lives
0: alone. But can we could try to find this lady to see if she can contact us so we can write some more books and poems? They're still okay. out there. I mean. Yeah. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you all about her. So night after night, the woman that the spirit would go through would sit at this table and she would use her Ouija board. And her husband would quickly write out what was coming through the Ouija board. And she would also do this in front of people, a lot of people. And and some of them were scholars and poets, writers, other women.
1: This is mysterious. Yeah. Did not see it going this way. And
0: all of them, almost all of them would say that what they were witnessing was a miracle. Like how bizarre. I mean, we're talking about 4 million words. When was this? Between the years 1913 and 1937. Okay. Wow! Yeah, a lot of words coming through a Ouija board.
1: That's—I mean, one letter
0: at a time. Yeah, good lord. <laughs> so it took forever. Yeah. So this is how the whole thing starts. So it it starts with the woman named Pearl Curran or Curran. So Pearl lived pretty much a tight knit life. Her world starts when she's born in Mound City, Illinois, in 1883. She's an only child, her dad was a railroad worker, and he was also a newspaper man. Her mom was a homemaker, and her parents moved a lot while her dad, you know, had various jobs. Her parents kind of struggled to support her. So at the age of four, Pearl lived for a while with her grandma. Her mom had gone through a mental breakdown during that period as well because of the Inability to support their child, you know, with dad's job. She's stressed out. (laughs) Yeah. So the family financial life is likely what causes what I'm about to tell you. But eventually Pearl has a nervous collapse and drops out of school at the age of 13. And so she eventually is led to Chicago and she starts working at shops in Chicago a department store and then she eventually meets this man named john curran or coran and he was a widowed man he was an immigration official and he was also 12 years older than her so he you know could support her she
1: liked a daddy i can relate.
0: yeah all to their own so in 1908 they decide to move to St. Louis. At the time St. Louis was a happening city. There was a lot going on and a lot of promises. So they decide they're going to move to St. Louis to have a better life for themselves. So they get to St. Louis. At the time Ouija boards were a national craze. The spiritualism was all in. Right. There was a lot of people out to debunk anyone in or looking at spiritualism as well. But a lot of people did buy Ouija boards, so they were readily available. But specifically Pearl, in her small lifestyle, she had a small group of family and friends, she said that she had no interest, she thought it was nonsense. So she had no interest in that. By 1913, Pearl is 30 years old. She's pretty, she's thin. She has thick red hair. She's a homemaker. They have no children. She sang in the church choir. She played cards. And she went to movies with her husband.
1: Not too bad.
0: Yeah. The year prior, in the, which is the fall of 1912, one of her really good friends, whose name was Emily, Emily's father had died. And Emily wanted to try to contact him using a Ouija board, as one does. Am I, like, this is why we should do it at your house. We'd have so much fun. (laughs) Am I talking you into it? I wouldn't even imagine. Do you see the
2: look on my face? (laughs) I
0: see it. I'm ignoring it. Okay. So twice a week, they would sit and try to use the Ouija board to try to contact Emily's dad. And of course, the husbands were in the other room playing a game. And could you just imagine the wives (laughs) using the Ouija board at the table? Dad, is that you? Yeah, right. (laughs) And so what, what we know is that not much was coming through random gibberish and uh pearl would say that she didn't really believe that anything that was coming through was real like it was wasn't making sense nothing matched anything that zaza demon yeah so nothing really was making any sense then on july 8th 1913 another day emily and pearl at the house husbands playing their game they go to put their hands on the cursor for the Ouija board. And as soon as they put their hand on the pointer, pointer takes off. Hell and I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <it. laughs> so the pointer takes off and it just goes letter to letter to letter. And Hold this is on what now. it says. Yeah. And this is what it says. Many moons ago I lived. Again I come. Patience, worth, my name. So immediately, Emily asks, "Where was your home?" And this person, or whatever the, the the Ouija board responds, across the sea. And then Emily asks, "In what city or country?" And the Ouija board responds, "About me, ye would know much. Yesterday is dead. Let thy mind rest." as to the past and then pearl said in the coming weeks they would continue doing this trying to ask more questions and patience seems to have answered them but during that process pearl was said to have seen pictures of what patience was talking about so she started realizing that it was more believed that the messages were coming more through her than through emily okay And so eventually they realized that as long as she was there, patients was able to communicate through the Ouija board. So Emily wasn't needed at the Ouija board for patients to start communicating. And quickly, as you can imagine, news started to travel around the neighborhood and then wider. So people started showing up to the house and eventually people started asking more questions, asking patients. All types of questions about anything really more about her opinions on things. And some interesting things were occurring, including one interesting thing that I wanted to mention was that at no point in time was Patience ever saying that she was psychic. She was never trying to, you know, suggest anything about anyone's life. She wasn't predicting the future or or anything like that. Right. But one of the things that everyone noticed was that there were some odd words that were coming through that a lot of them didn't know or had never heard. So then they would then have to go find an encyclopedia to look up a lot of the words that patients was using because either the words were too large and they just hadn't heard them before or they just weren't used like a before different language yeah. or Yeah, or they were used a long time ago. So they just weren't familiar with these words. And then patients would also communicate eventually that she was interested in writing, so she would communicate that. And then once she started communicating that to Pearl, Pearl would hold on to the pointer and the pointer would take off almost like the very first time they started using it, how it just took off. And when it did that, her husband would start writing the letters that were coming across. Mm. And it was coming across so fast that he was writing 1,500 words an hour. I mean, can you imagine? Mercy. I know.
1: I was like, can you just move the pen around and stuff? I know.
0: (laughs) And everyone, she was doing this with people watching, mind you. And what everyone said was... There was no hesitation. It was going from one letter to the next, no spacing, nothing. Just boom, 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 boom. No hesitation and no alteration. Like she wasn't like messing up. Mm. Oh, let me change that. You know, which is very common if you're writing a book right? or if you're writing poetry. Oh, let me change that line to this line. Let me change that word to, yeah, yeah, that's very common. So none of that was happening. She knew exactly what she wanted to write and how she wanted to say it. So very bizarre. And in the beginning, Pearl spelled out every letter using the Ouija board, but eventually in time, that evolved, because of course, we're talking about several years. So within that period of time, that started to change. So eventually she would just need to touch the pointer in order to see the visions. And then when she wanted to write, She would just need to be able to touch it, and then the words would start coming out of her mouth, and her husband would continue to write down the words. Eventually, even that evolved to where she didn't need her husband independent, you know? Right. So she just needed to write herself the things that she was being told. And what was very interesting about that is that. Pearl would say that she would feel pressure come to her head. And that was when she knew that patients arrived and she would then start writing. And people, when they were witnessing this, they said that she would do it in such a fast way that it was almost unbelievable. And to top that off, she could just be sitting there writing and then just have, you know, just ask you a question. That was completely unrelated to what she's writing. Oh, yeah. So it, it so was very, have any lunch plans yeah. this Like, hey, what are we what are we doing for lunch today? Just very bizarre, you know. That'd be so. Ooh. Yeah. And then eventually, she's able to write on her own and with just what she receives, and so she's able just to do that without her husband.
1: She doing it in her sleep.
0: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> One of the things I also thought was interesting is throughout all this period of time, many years, patients didn't reveal much about herself. The spirit is who I'm talking about, of okay. course. So if, if someone asked a question about her, she typically wouldn't answer or she wouldn't give a direct answer. But over so many years of conversations, you're able to pull some information out over all of the writing and all of the questions. So, this is what I've gathered as a summary of who Patience says she once was. Because Patience said that she once lived and that she was now a spirit. So, Patience claimed to have been an unmarried English woman over in England. Scandal. Yeah. Who immigrated to Nantucket Island in the late 1600s. She was killed by a This is her language, an Indian raid. And then for a very long time, up until this point, ever since the late 1600s, she had been looking for that entire period of time for someone who she could work with to write all of this stuff Mm -hmm. with her. So it's taken her that long to find someone evidently. Mm -hmm. So that's the most information that anyone could come up with about who patients once could have been over the information that she released so during those years, she was a lady from Nantucket. <laughs> right. <laughs> just right. The... Yeah. Well, she's originally from England. Right. right. No, yes. just,
1: there's a dirty joke about a woman from Nantucket. I don't know the
0: joke. It ain't for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I can summarize for you, you know, because. It, It's up in the air, you know, do you believe it? Do you do not believe it? Do you think she's telling the truth? Do you think she's lying? Do you think she's a fraud? And ultimately, if you believe in spiritualism at the time, everyone who believed in spiritualism was believing that this lady was telling the truth. The witnesses who were seeing it was believing it. They didn't think that she ever had the education or the knowledge to be able to write what she was writing. She didn't have the education She didn't have the ability, it seemed, to have been such a good writer or poet. So everyone who, again, believed in spiritualism believed that she was telling the truth, that she wasn't lying about it. Right. However, on the other spectrum, if you did not believe in spiritualism, you were a skeptic and you were dead set to call her a fraud. Mm -hmm. So... There was no evidence that she was a fraud. You know, how are you going to prove it? You can't unless she confesses to it, really. So there was no evidence one way or the other, ultimately. So that's really how it lands. I will say during the Unmasked episode, I will talk about some psychologists who reviewed her case over the years and dug into it. So I'll get into the depths of their studies, Mm -hmm. which... Is a pretty in-depth. But ultimately, I think that's kind of where society has landed. But back then, you know, she was big news for a long time. Because ultimately, you know, she dropped out of school when she was 13. Yeah. She didn't have the the knowledge. Vocabulary. Either. Yeah.
1: It's not like you could just Google stuff. Back yeah, then.
0: yeah. And, and there was, I mean, a, a lot of writing. So... You know, so it's very interesting. Another thing I will point out is a lot of people now, especially in the writing world, I noticed when I was looking up this mystery and doing all of my research, they call Patience Worth, they call her Pearl's pseudonym. Mm -hmm. So, you know, of course, they're probably not going to be in the realm of believing the supernatural or spiritualism. So they just call her... Her pseudonym, right? Uh, but it's a very interesting case, and yeah. Did
1: the lady who is writing for patients did she make a
0: lot of money in her lifetime
1: through the writing? You know what's
0: interesting is she did make some money, but not that much money. Because if and I would be more
1: skeptical if, like, you know, she was trying yeah. to. Just make bank off of this, right? Right. To be, oh, come to me for all your yeah. psychic needs and et cetera. Yeah,
0: you know, initially I thought, you know, that could be a possibility that she was just trying to get a huge amount of money. But her and her husband had a lot of money problems. They probably would have done a lot better had this not happened to them. Mm-hmm. She did get some fame because a lot of people, you know, we're talking about her now yeah, because of this. It was. Good
1: and bad fame. Yeah, Yeah. Half of them hate you, half of but them. But
0: again, if she were a fraud, when she would have made the decision to do it, she wouldn't have known the outcome. She exactly. wouldn't have known how much money she would have made. She could have assumed that she would make money from it. It was during a time when spiritualism was popular. Mm-hmm. It was more popular with women. However, in that same spectrum... The people who were out to prove it wrong were almost always men. So I kind of find that part of history fascinating yeah. that suddenly women who were into spiritualism, who were making some profit off of it or getting some, uh, you know, notoriety from it, then there's some that man. it was always the men who were trying to prove them as fraud. So I kind of think that that's kind of, you know, like...
1: They can do something <laughs> I can't. Yeah,
0: Hell like... No. Like, oh, what is this? These women who are trying to get some notoriety, let's knock them down. Just you know?
1: another witch hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
0: what it kind of was, you know. So I kind of find that part of history kind of ironic that all these women who gained something during that time period. Had some jerk. It was always these to... men who were knocking them down. Even the all of the psychologists. Were men. Were men. Yeah, how ironic is who this? Who better
1: understands a woman's oh, brain yeah. than a man? Yeah, it was oh. always. It, oh.
0: uh-huh. Yeah, so I thought that was very. Now, if they were uh, comical. gay men, then yes. Yeah, but <laughs> now to end my segment, I have a poem from her. Oh, from Patience Worth.
1: Can we find the books to this? Yeah, day?
0: yeah, there are all the books are on. out there, and yeah, and about? you can find the poems. Oh, various things. There are short stories. There are books. Uh, I think one might have even been turned into a small little movie at some point a long time ago. I'm going to break out my board tonight and be like,
1: girl, let me out. Kim, I'm you telling TikTok. you. Oh, we could come
0: We could do a little sleepover. We could go live for our patrons I'll and let do it, a little seance.
1: I'll <laughs> let them in my body. I got to clean it up a little bit. But.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so I'm going to try to read the poem, but I'm going to say a little caveat, that there are some words in here that...
2: You know how much I love that word, caveat.
0: Well, you're going to love these words when you edit it. (laughs) All right. So the poem is called A Sigh or a Smile. If I should sigh in the day before me hear it, what magic would descend upon it? No light, no blasphemy, gaiety. Merely the Sodom declaration of my soul, Complaining in its mute appeal. But should I laugh, lo, tis as though My soul flung its arms free And dashed upon the heated brow of day A spray of cooling drops. Then let me laugh. Why should law and reason say, Weep at sorrow, I say laugh.
1: That was lovely. Yeah, I like it. I'll have to hear it better with someone that can
0: speak. English. Oh my gosh, Josh!
1: <laughs>
0: Here, Josh, you read it.
2: Let me try. It's
0: on the right hand side. Uh,
2: like he's gonna be able to read your writing. <laughs>
1: It's so rare that I get to make fun of something about you intellectually. (laughs) It's usually me.
0: (laughs) Go ahead, Josh.
1: Now, I'm reading this in that writing and Shane's handwriting. A sigh or a smile. (laughs) If I should sigh in the day before me, hear it. What magic would descend upon it? No light, no blitzemy, gaiety, merely... The sodden declaration of my soul. Complaining in its mute appeal. But should I laugh? Lo, tis as though my soul flung its arms free. And dashed upon the heated brow of day. A spray of cooling drops. Then let me laugh. Why should law and reason say? Weep at sorrow. I say laugh.
0: Well, Josh just did well because I read first. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: I was waiting
0: for it. That's what I was didn't saying. I them. would have done better if someone would have read it to me first, too.
2: I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. I have a little challenge. Okay. Oh, God. If we can get 10 new Patreons.
1: I'm not taking my clothes off, Ken. That uh, was this just a joke.
2: And they actually comment in Patreon that they want us to do a live episode with the Ouija board. Ooh, I'll bring it in. I'll At let your you, house. I'll let you guys come to my house to do it.
0: You heard it here first, fellas I and maams. i I'll bring all my stuff. Join and put it in the chat. Come on, guys. Let's go. Help us. We'll do us a Christmas seance. <laughs> <laughs> I really Get should
1: patience put a time limit us.
2: on it. <laughs> I should put a time oh, limit nope, on it.
1: <laughs> you, you already messed up, Kim. I see if anybody were to come through, I feel like it would be your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Get that my, shit out of my house. Uh, <laughs> no, that
2: would be, it would probably be my grandmother because she didn't believe that dogs should be in the house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are there dogs in the house? <laughs>
1: I thought about trying it after grandma passed with mine, but I'm like, nope, because that's mm. how. You get bitch slapped from heaven by (laughs) your your dead grandma. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) I told you no! (laughs) I told you never use those things. (laughs) Well, do you remember what she said about her experience with them? I don't remember. She was a teenager and somebody had one and they brought it over. And the board was trying to convince them that it was grandma's father who had committed suicide years prior and... It was creeping grandma out enough to where she like went and like slapped the pendulum off the board mm-hmm. and she said the curtains then started like blowing Ooh. as if the windows were open and a strong wind was coming out and it just got real cold and grandma said they started singing gospel music mm-hmm. and you know it got warm again and the curtain stopped blowing but she said it was Ooh. scary
2: Have I ever told you what I've always told Shane about when I die I want to have oh the
1: invitation yeah
2: I want to have little like business cards made to give to the people that come to my funeral that uh, has a Ouija board on it that says we'll stay in touch oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: hit me up on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> I always say I believe the shine runs in our family because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in our family that Grandpa Waters he could find. Water with one of those divination rods. Mm-hmm. He was the seventh son of a seventh son. So that makes me the second son of the first son of the seventh son of the seventh son. <laughs> Whatever you say, <laughs> anything to <that> feel special. <laughs> what well, is the week of Thanksgiving when this episode comes out here in the US? And I chose a mystery that centers around food. Well, at least something that was edible. I am no stranger to meat flying at my face. But the frightened farmers in Kentucky on March 3rd, 1876, thought the meat coming at them from the sky was a sign from God. You know, once they stopped crapping their pants. Amen. Throughout history, there have been reports about all types of rainfall. From frogs, snakes, spiders, and fish to rain-colored Red, yellow, white, and even greasy black rain have been reported. The snakes and spider rain sound the most terrifying Mm. to me. It is so common, in fact, that there is a village in Honduras that has a festival every year to celebrate the annual raining of small silvery fish. And then they eat them. No questions to that either. I'd be like, I'm not eating skyfish. That is not <laughs> where fish come from. But then would it taste fishy I don't, or like bird? The animals from rain are often associated with a tornado or water in the area either the day or a few days prior. And the rains that come in colors have been found to be caused by whatever minerals are in the sands of the desert. The Sahara Desert's minerals make red rain while the Gobi Desert makes yellow and can rain down on places that are thousands of miles away from the source. This is just a fun fact, but did you know that the Amazon rainforest is made possible only because of fertilization it receives from the Sahara Desert? Mm. Lightweight minerals from the sands of the deserts fly high above in the atmosphere and they travel all the way over to the... Amazon Rainforest. That oh, sounds familiar. And that's how it becomes so lush. The more you know. The more you know. And the greasy black rain is usually caused by pollution. And if there's enough pollution, you've heard of acid rain. Mm-hmm. It's the rain that hurts. This is the joke I was laughing at earlier. <laughs> Can you guess the last color of rain that is possible? I'll give you a hint. It won't cause you any sorrow or pain and will make you laugh when you stand in it. Purple rain, purple (laughs) rain. (laughs) I figured Kim would have got it just from the lyrics. My point is that all types of rain are possible, but perhaps the most perplexing case happened, as I said, in Bath County, Kentucky in 1876. I had to make this a little bit thicker because it's not a lot of information on the story. (laughs) I was like, let's learn about rain. Picture it. It's a warm and sunny pre-spring afternoon and you're the wife of a farmer named Mary Crouch. It's nice enough that you decide to get your things out to make soap for your laundry list of spring cleaning coming up. As you're outside, pouring water over old ashes to leach out the potash for your soap, Yes, I, I did look up how to make Potash. how they made soap in the <laughs> 1800s. <laughs> you stop to wipe the sweat from your brow and check the placement of the sun in the sky to see what time it is, and out of nowhere, like chunks of snow, you begin being pelted by small, wet and squishy chunks of meat. How lovely! Right. Ah!
2: Perfect. Yum. Great day. Right.
1: Ugh. You grab your cat and run for cover as you watch more and more chunks fall out of the clear blue and sunny sky. Then it stops just as suddenly as it starts, and you look around your farm to see it covered in those small fleshy chunks. And try not to vomit as you notice that your cat's starting to eat them. Well, that is exactly what happened from the mouth of Mary Crouch with a little flair added. Her husband, Alan Crouch, said that the meat fell like large snowflakes. The chunks were mostly all around two by two inches, with the largest being the size of Mary's palm. (laughs) At first, the Crouches thought that the meat was a sign from God. As it would be. It's time to light the hundred-pound candle. God's (laughs) mad at us again. By the next day, neighbors started showing up to see what all the commotion was about. The meat was hanging off of fences, covering the roofs of everything, and starting to rot in the sunshine. It looked like it could have been beef, but two of the visitors actually tasted the rotting meat. And one said that it tasted like venison, while the other said it tasted like mutton, which is sheep. At first, it was theorized that the blobs were a type of cyanobacteria that expands into a clear, jelly-like mass when it's rained on. Only, there was no rain. And Mary and Alan claim that whatever it was fell from the sky, wasn't on there, and didn't get rained on. Then, several others were given a sample to investigate, which only left more questions. One of the doctors stated that the meat was lung tissue from either a horse or a human infant. More samples were then tested, and two more were revealed to have matched the lung tissue, but the others were of muscle and cartilage. Do you remember, Shane, when we ordered lunch on Tuesday and you got biscuits and gravy? Mm-hmm. And I was writing all this detailed (laughs) stuff and right behind me you're sitting there eating biscuits and gravy and I'm like that's why I got a salad that day Uh because I was writing uh, all this crap I'm like I can't eat no meat today (laughs) oh well the best possible explanation came later in 1876 it's making me sick just thinking about you eating (laughs) that I'm like the gelatinous blobs (laughs) of mystery meat "Mm, biscuits and gravy oh Mm, how lovely (laughs) 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 The best possible explanation came later in 1876, that same year that it happened, from a Dr. Kastenbein, who wrote in the Louisville Medical News that the flesh shower was from a mass case of vulture vomit. He had previously received a sample of the meat and during his analysis actually set fire to it and noticed that it smelled of rancid mutton. And I forgot I put this part in here, too. I'm so excited. See, I do stuff when I write this stuff early, and then when I have to record it, I remember. During his test, he set fire to the rain, watched it burn as he scrunched his face. Well, it burned while it gagged because it was now cooked membrane. Mm. I was trying to make it sound like Adele, but no, we can (laughs) cut that. I wrote it in there because I was trying to be funny. We can always cut stuff Ken, <laughs> if it doesn't come off. <laughs> that
2: will stay. Oh, God.
1: I'll redo it later. No. <laughs> <laughs> he also said that the only plausible theory explanatory of this anomalous shower, these are his words, that's why all the big words, appears to me to be that suggested the disgorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot from their immense height. The particles were scattered by the prevailing wind over the ground. The variety of tissue discovered, muscular, connective, fatty, structuralist, etc., can be explained only by this theory. That theory was enough to appease the locals in the area, and before long, the case of the raining meat went cold. Now, I looked into that theory, and vultures are known to gorge themselves on dead meat. But if they become frightened or are too heavy to fly, they will throw up some of the meat. Mm. So Dr. Kastenbein theorizes that a large kettle of vultures, which is what you call a group of vultures in flight. I looked that up. A large kettle of vultures was flying somewhere near the farm and threw up so they could fly better. Then the wind carried the vomit until it rained down on the farm. A hole in that that I found is that vulture vomit is highly acidic. Their stomach acids are the strongest in the animal kingdom, more acidic than battery acid even. It's strong enough to kill off anthrax, botulism, and other bacteria found on rotting meat. And their vomit is a great deterrent for any predator And it will burn the eyes of any predator that it makes contact with. Mm Kind of, I mean, they're just basically throwing up acid like those things from Jurassic Park. And Mrs. Crouch said that she distinctly remembers her cat eating a lot of that meat and the two men later on. And I think if it was, you know, something that had been in a vulture's stomach, the cat would have been not have been eating it so freely as it was claimed to have been and even the men i feel like when they tasted it'd be like it's a little acidic yeah you put lemon on this (laughs) girls i'm wrong with this (laughs) and another hole is that the crouch has said that the meat was pink and fresh when it rained down and vultures as we know only eat rotting meat because of their weak beaks they literally can't rip into the flesh of harder fresh meat Mm. but those are just a few holes that you know, my undetective brain (laughs) thought of.
2: Now, is everybody ready for Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday?
0: (laughs) I
1: know. (laughs) We're
0: having vulture. (laughs) Meat fresh (laughs) off the vulture.
2: (laughs)
1: But those are my theories, and you know me. I'm not one to go around spreading rumors. So you better listen closely the first time. Exactly. <laughs> My Southern phrase of the day. Mm. I love that one. I was like, Oh, it was always was on. Well was it? I love it. Better that listen closely. Good. Well, and I have a little bless your heart. My bless your heart comes from two scientists who created the COVID vaccine and are now working on a vaccine that targets cancer cells. Mm. BioNTech founders and husband and wife duo Ukar Sahin and Ozlem Tereshi say that they're hoping to make cancer treating vaccines available to patients as early as 2030. Sahin and Toreshi were working on cancer immunotherapies and potential vaccines using mRNA technology. But during the global emergency, they adapted that technology to create the fast and effective Pfizer vaccine. The couple is now saying that their work on the COVID vaccine has helped them to better understand how to use vaccines to distinguish cancer cells from normal ones. Then the vaccine will kill them. Hmm. As a result, they say that, yes, we feel that a cure for cancer or to changing cancer patient lives is in our grasp. And they not only want to help find a cure for cancer, they wish to make it readily available for everyone who will need it. To both Dr. Sahin, Dr. Tereshi, and all those on their team, I give a very big bless your heart. And I hope that your work is successful. And I'm also putting out positive energy that for your safety and happiness. <laughs> so I know from just my little bit of study in history, usually when someone comes out with something like this... Mm-hmm. Can be dangerous, right? So. Or politicized. Yes, Peace some mm. blessings mm-hmm. to you.
2: <laughs> I think this, since this is our Thanksgiving episode, we should say what we're thankful for.
0: Nothing. Move on. Go ahead, Josh. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> Early
1: Christmas. I'm thankful yeah. for the big size of a man that could crack Jesus. a walnut. <laughs> Jesus. I'm thankful for too many things
0: to mention. (laughs) What are you thankful for, Kim? My dog. There you go. I saw your dog yesterday. Oh, yeah. She's got her winter coat on. She does. She's got a little thicker since I
1: saw her. I gave her a haircut not long ago. I shaved the hair around her butt. Just comes out real (laughs) puffy and just sticks straight out. And it looks odd when she walks. That's hilarious. I shave it.
0: (laughs) What are you thankful for, Kim?
2: And of course, the normal stuff uh family and friends oh, that's and cute. I'm actually kind of thankful for this show because now that I'm kind of more of a sometimes person, it gets me out of the house. I work an hour and a half away, so I don't come to the office that often, but mm. I do look forward to come up every week. To we love this. having Kim at the office.
0: Yeah, and now her picture's on the website. Yes. Can so. we please put a better picture No, on? Kim, it's a lovely photo. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I had ornaments that
1: said S and J for the tree, but I took them off because I looked for a K, but I could not find a K. Yeah, sure you did. And then since I couldn't find a K, I looked for MI for Mystery Inc. And they didn't have those either. I, sw- I knew Christmas decorations went quick. But yeah, not the first mm-hmm. week in November. This, like the tree we have in the office, that was like the third one we picked because the rest were already sold
0: right. out. Well, Josh, you know that Kim used to sell, what was those? Herself. Right. <laughs> No, she couldn't get one behind you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she couldn't make any money. That was, was real cheap, too. It was wreaths. It was reefs.
2: real, real cheap. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Wreaths.
2: You made
1: gorgeous yeah. wreaths. Yeah.
0: Well, we have one in the big studio okay. against the other mm-hmm. door. But when she would sell wreaths, remember one of our friends here in town, Carly? What did you call your little business, your little company that made them?
2: <laughs> Kim's yeah. Crafty Corner.
0: Yeah. And so one day, Carly came to her, and she's like, Oh, I love your name. I saw that on Facebook. And what did she say to you? You remember?
2: <laughs> she she says, well, why didn't you call your business KKK? And I look at her and she's like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> That's yeah, why. Kim had huge eyes like. Mm. <laughs> I, miss, I laughed at her so hard. Bless uh, her heart. She
2: reminds me of Amber so much. It's ridiculous. Oh, bless
0: her heart.
1: I love your. I, I have a wreath. One of yours. You made it me after grandma passed mm. the one with the angel wings oh yeah the angel
2: wings yeah you make good wreaths Kim. yeah i still have a lot of stuff at home i can make more but somebody keeps me busy editing a lot now and <laughs> if you would like one of kim's wreaths hit all us all up on <laughs> 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 right we can put pictures on patreon
0: yeah we'll put some photos of some of kim's wreaths that'd be she'll a make it thing. just how you
2: like
1: and if not shane and i will <laughs> flog her
2: <laughs> Take a picture of the one that you guys have.
0: And- yeah, we will. Yeah, they're really, they're big. That's the fun part is that they're really mm-hmm. big and pretty.
1: Like everything about Kim. Right. Big and pretty.
2: I actually bought a Thanksgiving turkey sign so I can make me a Thanksgiving Oh, turkey. yeah.
0: Well, you just made one for your daughter, didn't you? Or you're making one for your daughter.
2: No, it's I didn't make one. Oh, <laughs> I
0: thought you were. Right. Mm-mm. But for our listeners listening... Make sure that you come watch us on YouTube, because you can see our pretty little faces and Kim's, and yeah, Josh's Powerpuff shirt today, and our beautiful Christmas lights that we have up, and our little Christmas tree.
2: I can't get over how cute that darn tree is. I know it
0: is so cute. Josh, you did a really good job with that little tree. It's so thanks. It's it's the game. It's the (laughs) game.
1: I channel it. Especially with Christmas because. You know, it's and you not, didn't
0: even need a Ouija board. I
1: know. Well, Christmas is the time of year for everybody who's extra because there's no shame in being extra this year. People actually enjoy
2: it more. I actually bought some things to put out in my yard this year.
1: Ooh. Oh, nice.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came from Hobby Lobby. It's a, a red metal sign that has a couple cardinals on it. It says Merry Christmas. And then I bought a boy gingerbread and a girl gingerbread to sit beside him. They're going to be cute.
1: That is cute. My favorite Christmas thing is nutcrackers. Uh, That is cute. I have dozens of nutcrackers. I even have like a three-foot-tall giant nutcracker. His name's George. He's my boyfriend.
0: He's my boyfriend.
2: Emily's obsessed with the Grinch. She bought one of those Hobby Lobby Grinch trees, the green ones. So last year I had made her some crocheted in the color scheme of the Grinch and they're round Christmas bulbs but they're crocheted. And this year I got a bunch of Grinch faces and made ornaments with the Grinch oh, face yeah, you on it us and that put, feb- put uh, feathers in right. in the ornament and then around the top of them they're really cute. That is cute. I
1: like the old Grinch and Jim Carrey's Grinch, but mm. the the latest Grinch Yeah, the newest
2: one isn't
1: Trash Benedict, come Snatch or whatever the heck his name is. Bened-
0: I like Benedict.
1: <laughs> no, I like him, but I'm sorry. Like Jim Carrey's Grinch to me, that's just oh, yeah, the I epitome
0: gotcha. of. I don't know that I've seen his version actually. The new, the animated the one? one. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I've seen it.
1: I think I watched it last year after I had watched the Jim Carrey one several hundred times.
2: <laughs> I remember when the Jim Carrey one came out and my brother in law. I was still married at the time, that lived in Florida, he, he they had come up for Christmas, and we wanted to take all of the kids because the kids were all small to go see that one, and he's like, I don't want to go see this because how in the world can they make an hour and a half movie out of a thirty minute cartoon, you know? And he just complained and complained and complained, and then once it was over, he loved it. So and, good, yeah. What is rest your of soul?
1: What is your all's favorite Christmas movie?
0: White Christmas
1: white christmas mm-hmm. oh that's a good one yeah. Basic. basic yeah
0: <laughs> it's been my favorite for many years What's your
1: mine's a tie between dolly part and smoky mountain christmas oh that one's cute and i love i'm having a brain fart right now i can't think of the name of it but it's an animated cartoon one and it's about a baby santa that gets abandoned in the woods and these mm. fairies find him and oh, raise yeah, yeah. him and then he becomes, you like know, that. Santa. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh. I don't know I that like I've that seen that.
0: It's, yeah,
1: it's a good one. I have to, I'll find the name and put it on our Grinch. Facebook group because yeah. I can't. I remember. like
2: those the old cartoons. I think the it was old Claymation, Grinch. wasn't
1: it? There's a Claymation one, but the newest one, it came out like 2000, maybe 2001. Okay. It, like they had an animated one that I watched that one just because it's longer. The Claymation oh, was sure. like 30 minutes. Oh.
2: I like that. Nice. I like all of the old cartoons that. I grew up with. The you claymation. Know, the, the, yeah, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer yes. and, and the Grinch one. Mm. The little gay I dentist know. elf. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, he was so cute. <laughs> I like it,
1: but boy,
2: when you re-watch him now,
1: the Rudolph one, I'm like, Santa's a jerk. He is right. so mean to the, like, oh, no, there's little
2: deformed. s o b here. He ain't pulling my sleigh. Get mm-hmm. out of here, you trash. I'm like, Santa.
1: Right. <laughs> Jesus.
2: I haven't seen that one in a really long time. They don't put those on regular TV anymore. YouTube. You have to actually find. Yeah, you have to actually look for them.
1: I'll watch more YouTube than I do any of my other streaming things anymore.
0: (laughs) And now we're on YouTube.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? Last time I looked, we had uh, like 40 some subscribers. Hey, we're moving up in the world. By the time this one comes out,
0: we're going to have more than that. Sorry,
1: we ain't prettier, but
0: we try. <laughs> we're funny. We're funny. Well, at least we think we are. <laughs> well, I do and too. And Someone's got to think
1: we're funny. Right. Might as well be us. <laughs> well, do you guys, have
0: anything else? No, to that's have? it. Let's go ahead and start our unmasked episode.
1: Yes, we do appreciate all of you, and hope you enjoy our episode of Mystery Inc. I'll close with our usual spiel. Don't forget to follow Mystery Inc. on Instagram or join us on Patreon to hear our bonus episodes of Unmasked that we do right after Kim and I get back from the bathroom.: Exactly. Find us on both platforms under At It's Mystery Inc. You can also join us on Facebook at Shane and Josh's Rabbit Holes so we can interact more with all of you. And don't forget our new website, it's mysteryink.com, where you can listen to any of our episodes, enjoy photos of us, and submit ideas for mysteries or any positive news that you have and would like to share for bless your heart.
2: And laugh at my photo
1: that's on there. <laughs> and don't forget also, we are now on TikTok. It's uh-huh. under at it's mystery ink. You can see all of our pretty little faces on all these platforms. And to those of you who join us on Unmasked, I have another mysterious case of rain that occurred only days after the Kentucky shower. Only it was 4,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. So thank you all for joining us and have a great week ahead. We'll talk at you later.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.